everyone. Welcome back to the Progressive Gentleman Podcast. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Dan. I'm Matt. And thank you for taking the time to nerd out about music with us. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Eargasm Earplugs. Use code GENTLEMAN10 at checkout and take the step to protect your hearing today. Uh, this is a fun one. We're joined by Exploring Birdsong. Thank you guys so much for jumping on with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, guys. thank you, boys. Absolutely. We have been sort of through a roller coaster with your music. I'm actually going to start there, even though I said I wasn't, um, <laughs> because it, it's just kind of a cool story, like the timeline of when we discovered you, you guys, and now we're like sitting down and talking with you, which is awesome to me. <laughs> Um, so we yeah, it's unbelievable uh, how quick that, that escalated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life is crazy. Um, so we interviewed Jim Gray from Caligula's Horse, a friend of the podcast. And when we asked him what his album of the year was, he actually said it was your EP, Dancing in the Face of Danger. Oh. Um, <laughs> and which immediately was like, we need to go check this out because we respect Jim. And uh, obviously Caligula's Horse is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I've listened to any collection of music more in that time frame, like since then. Uh, <laughs> so I, I feel like every day you're like, I can't stop. I can't. <laughs> I, yeah. I went, I went and found the vinyl online. I was like, I need to find where this, if this exists and if it does, I need to acquire it. So that's what's right there. Um, and, uh, and that was like yeah. two or three days after we talked to Jim too. You were just it like, actually I bought it. It actually was. <laughs> oh, um, Thank you, boys. So yeah. slight obsession. So really, really pumped to have you guys on. Um, so basically how we like to start these things outside of what just happened um, is we, we usually like to ask the bands that we're interviewing sort of their origin story, you know, how they met and how they came to start making music together. Um, so we'd love to hear that from you guys. On probably a very gray September day in 2015. Yeah. Because uh, we all went to the same university. Um, so we all studied music at the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts, um, which is like uh it's it's uh it's in the building that used to be Paul McCartney and George Harrison's old school. That's um, cool. Paul McCartney injected a load of funds into it to make it into like a a music college. They do um it's an arts college essentially. Um so we all met when we first um started trying to get our degrees and we did so yay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um but yeah, so uh, Matt and I met first. Um and um I was wearing a Genesis t-shirt at the time. We were both, without knowing each other, we were yeah. both going through the same thing of like, oh my God, no one likes the same music as me. I want to, um, can I swear? Or is that not yeah. allowed? Yeah, oh, you can swear. totally fine. You can swear. We are like, fucking hell, man, we want to leave this place. No one likes the same music as me. So Matt and I, I believe that we weren't in any of the same classes. No. Um, but you were out waiting outside to go into um the next class that I was currently in, kind of past each other in the hallway vibe. 
um and he saw me with his t-shirt on messaged me later and he was like oh jennifer's t-shirt do you by any chance like prog and i was like <laughs> yeah man <laughs> you know, i'm wearing a genesis t-shirt <laughs> actually i hate it and i'm glad <laughs> just found yeah. this at, just found this at the at, you know at the local shop and decided <laughs> right. that it looks I nice like colors. <laughs> ironic <laughs> yeah yeah um so we had a whole chat about um that we both very much like Prague and had a lot of um common ground and common interests in music so we decided um at that point did you know I was a vocalist or did you think that I was just keys I don't know to be honest I think I was just happy enough for finding someone <laughs> on the same course that liked the same yeah. music I remember he was, the- he was just sold by the Genesis t-shirt he didn't need to no, know anything real, else like, we'll figure out the rest <laughs> later for real I was I, I remember the exchange of messages like yeah I do we were just sending like a list of bands to each other going like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And it's like, right, okay, let's get in a room then. We did, yeah. So we got into a practice room. And um, to be honest, uh, we could be jumping the gun a bit here, actually. But the reason the band sound is kind of the way that it is, is because the room that we could get at the time housed a drum kit and a piano. That was it. So um, I have that's be... that's literally the origin of how your sound is the way it is. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it, um, we didn't want it to be that way. It's just that's what we had. So that's... That's what we had to work with, guys. So now, if we had to stuff for our art, now it's your turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's, there's an alternative universe somewhere where, like, this band was just like timpani and like yeah. <laughs> yeah. phone or something because yeah. they were in the times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we started writing the very very embryonic uh, versions of what would eventually be on our first EP The Thing With Feathers um, but we knew um, so Matt knew Johnny um, better than I did because again we weren't really in any same classes but Matt and Johnny were um, so go on do you want to uh, yeah so at this point Linda and I had sort of slashed out a few Ooh. Like Lynn said, like very, very embryonic uh, songs and ideas and stuff. And at the time, we were like, right, we 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 need a we need a bass player. Let's 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 get Johnny in or whatever. And then Johnny joined, and this is a song we've never recorded. Actually, we've never. It was the last song. Oh, we've oh, never, yeah. never recorded this song. Um, <laughs> and I remember Johnny coming in. Yeah. And. He was playing the part and he was like, and he smashed it. He didn't yeah. like it was it was wicked. And then we got a message like two days later or something saying, nah, it's not really for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> do this other band. And we were like, fuck you, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> you. I'm over it. I'm out of it, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a very similar conversation though, really, that we all kind of had just that really Matt and I had it first but we ended up having the same conversation with Johnny about do you like this band yes do you like this band yes do you like this band so um it kind of it was a bit uncanny actually um because I don't really know maybe it is maybe it is um quite common but I think you know had we all have attended a year earlier or a year later we wouldn't have found each other obviously but we probably wouldn't even be like 
really that interested still in the music that we were then because I I certainly wasn't at that point pursuing a career in that music I just knew I really liked it um my intention was or my kind of I'd resigned myself to the fact that I probably wouldn't be able to make it because I couldn't really find up until this point people that also liked it Lynn's you know? <laughs> Lynn said to me right so I remember saying to Lynn's all right, let's get in a room and you play piano and you sing and I play drums. Let's just try, to, let's just try and do whatever. And Lynn's said to me verbatim, I don't really write songs. <laughs> and I was like, right, well, you do now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you do write a song now. Yeah. And then no pressure, though. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny said no and uh he stuck with no and we hold him hostage now. Yeah. That's why he's <laughs> Yeah. He blink, blink, blink twice if you're if you're if you need save. Like... <laughs> I love this band so much. It's my best song. But yeah, Johnny ended up Johnny ended up joining and then we um like Lynn said, we ended up then probably more so after we started rehearsing and writing together that we ended up liking a lot of the same bands. Like Johnny and I were both into Meshuggah and we didn't really know until we went, oh, you like Meshuggah, that's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And then um, like Biffy Clyro as well. We it was like the first band really that we sort of like, were like, oh yeah, that's cool. Um, and yeah, probably after that point, we just dis we discovered that we had a lot more in common than we than we thought we did, and then it's just sort of gone from there, really. Um, it's been a very organic process, and and it helps as well that that when we were writing and rehearsing and doing all this stuff, we were also like in or becoming like really really close friends as yeah. well. Like our our group of friends at uni, like just I don't know, just amazing. It, like so good man. <laughs> yeah. and like if we're talking about the immediate five we're three of them it's, it's wicked yeah like, it's just really really that really helped as well so it was very very friendly and organic as well as musically something we were all really into as well it's sickly sweet isn't it it's the perfect origin story <laughs> yeah, that's awesome that's that's probably that's probably my favorite origin story to date that we've had that's, that's sweet um <laughs> and so and and sort of like piggybacking on sort of the unique sound and all that stuff your sound is pretty unique to like the prog rock scene um very much key driven as we've discussed i would love to know what your influences are like you mentioned mashuga i mean that's not necessarily like like heavy in there but there are some parts where it's like and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but like your sound mm. does like get pretty massive at times, despite sort of, mm. you know, not having guitars or not having, you know, so I'm, I'm intrigued to know like sort of collectively what your influences are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. Funny. Oh, yeah. There you go. Donnie, you've not spoke yet. Go you on. go, brother. Go on. <laughs> you go, man. <laughs> oh, okay then. Oh, okay, on. Let me out. No. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> No, it's, I was I was gonna say it's funny as well. Like when, like when it was that early time of us, you know, becoming friends and then starting, you know, playing together and writing together and stuff. It was funny how like we have certain crossovers and a lot of things. But then loads of bands where it was like one of us is listening to them loads and others 
hadn't and then like you know we're introducing each other to bands that then became really important for us so like I find that really interesting with the influences because like like you know we, we've we've all had crossover with certain things um like a lot of us like uh owe a lot to like our parents for playing as music growing up you know like I, I mean like for me it was a lot of like Beatles uh Beach Boys uh Pink Floyd you know that sort of thing um and then like a lot of the modern stuff like say like you know Meshuggah uh yeah Biffy Clyro like a lot of like Wall of Sound kind of stuff as well which is I think you know even though there's no guitars with it you can hear that sort of that that bigger sound kind of thing is what we're going for rather than a, a bit of a smaller thing um but yeah any other influences <laughs> well I was just about to say like I think uh what seems to have cropped up a lot um and I'm glad of it actually because I, I I'm glad of it but I think it's funny for us because we feel that we wear all of our influences on our sleeve mm. um so it is interesting when people do say like what is it because I, I can't like I, I can't pin any one genre or thing down so to us that's like really <laughs> um <laughs> but um yeah I like Meshuggah has always been there and I guess it's us that hear it um but like Mastodon always been there um but in he I love Mastodon (laughs) right I was gonna say that's one of Matt's favorite bands yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I mean like really characteristically to the music it's got to be Agent Fresco um there was a band that was around that really directly influenced our sound called the river versus the river versus man I don't think they're a thing anymore really really small band from Manchester great band and we said like check that out what's going on like these guys seem to be like slept on flying under the radar and they're doing like amazing music so i can see a whole lot of coed and cambria merch and stuff in the back all right (laughs) a whole lot of that i can see a whole lot of that yeah Um, there's a bit bit. yeah so (laughs) i remember speaking to uh alec the the guy from the river versus about coed and because for the longest time, Coed have been like, I don't know, I've got I've got a fucking Coed tattoo on my arm. I'm like same, but um, nobody wants nobody wants to see me stripped to show it. But I do. I I have one on my back. That's for the that's for the after dark podcast. We're not going to. That. <laughs> that's for the Patreon. Yeah, the Patreon. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember listening to the river verses and being like, there were, there were little tiny lyrical nods to Coed things. And I was like, that's gotta be, that ha- that has to be a Coed reference. <laughs> and, and I messaged him and I was like, is that whatever song, whatever part of like a little reference to Miss May I or something like that. And I, <laughs> and like the, the tiniest little thing, he was like, yes, classically spotted that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the time, like influence wise, the first EP was heavily influenced by Coed and Cambria. Yes. Heavily influenced. I love to hear um, that. Yeah. <laughs> um Makes it around up. around the time we were releasing it, I flew to New York to watch them play Good Apollo in full with a deer hunter. Um I'm trying to remember if I was there or not. I'm I, deer I've, shirt. I've I've seen uh <laughs> I've seen Coheed probably like 30 something times at this point. Um, and yeah. uh <laughs> and that tour was one that i think i like went to like four or five shows and new yeah. york isn't necessarily out of my 
reach, so I might have been there. But yeah. <laughs> yes. That was that was the craziest crowd I've ever been in, man. That was mad. Right. Yeah, they, they get, they get New crazy. York. I was like, what? Yeah, it's um, their home turf. With the deer hunter as well. Um the, oh, yeah. so the deer hunter, Coed, especially for the first when we when we were originally writing uh the the material for the first EP. Yeah. Coed was a big one. Um and then I mean the first EP's conceptual and the Coed obviously, you know. Yeah. Um big, big concept band. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, but since then it's I feel like our horizons have like sort of gone from here. Where where we wanted to build like a foundation, it's then gone, all right, well mm. um really, really expanded and I mean these days I listen to the majority of the stuff is pop music. Um and we all love pop music and I think with the choruses and everything else that we try to um sort of implement within our songwriting. That's sort of like a non-negotiable. It has to have like a pretty catchy chorus. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel yeah. like that's what draws people in, though. I mean, and, and yeah. pop pop is very much creeping its way more and more into like progressive music, prog rock, Good, even man. some prog Good. metal. Which, I mean, yeah. for me, like my like high school self would probably be like, "Why are you listening to that?" But like now, like <laughs> that Boy Genius record was one of my favorite records last oh, year. Yes. Like, yeah. like I I listened to so much pop music now hmm. that i'm actually surprised that that's true um and yeah. especially sort of where i came from to where i am and it's cool yeah. to sort of see a lot of people are kind of trending that way too in yeah. that are in like you know we're metal heads and are into prog and prog metal prog rock and now it's like there's a lot more open-mindedness i think and hmm. uh and yeah. a lot more genre exploration sort of from yeah. the artists as well and i think I it's think, a good thing yeah and i think with the blending of pop into prog is like because prog just is you know inherently kind of this very niche thing and you know to some people completely unapproachable and mm -hmm. so yeah. when you when you inject pop into it then you kind of get this like oh cool like i can listen to this too and so you get your friend who's like prog what is that and then listen to it and be like oh this is cool and like sing along to a chorus and not realizing they're nodding their head to a weird time signature and, <laughs> and it's like oh i got you now you're into prog it's, it's the best it's so, it's, it's so good like having that um like it's just music that we want to make instead of oh you know it has to be like really complicated and stuff i mean like you know polyphia talk about it and then they say like they they take more influence from pop than they do from like other metal and stuff and that's like instrumental guitar music with like really complicated lines and stuff but like the core of it is like you know it being like memorable and you know good melodies and like good harmony and stuff and like you know something that you can like almost like sing along to like you know you go to Polyphia concerts and people are singing along to like the melodies and stuff you know like yeah Polyphia is definitely big with that I think another band like Intervals is, is big into yeah. that and then like Pliny uh you know they, they sort of fill the vocal void with 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 like riffs that are hooks and I think that's yeah really cool yeah. and and like you said they definitely derive a lot of that from like pop and hip hip hop even like yeah and, and it's just cool to see that blend come into yeah. you know progressive music uh it's not yeah. just you know it's also but... interesting to have the hip hop element added into like you just said but we also have new metal which is you know yeah. it, it, it very yeah. it has the rap element but like it's different 
So it's yeah. like, even though like Prague is doing it, they're doing it in a different way. And it's still like, it's weird to have these like blends. It's like, well, it's metal with rap, but it's not new metal. And like, hmm. it's interesting to have all these like yeah. genre jumping. Kind and, of... like, and that's, that's the spirit of Prague, you know, like Prague is meant to be progressive. So instead of like, you know, you don't want to do that and just try and write something that sounds like Genesis or Pink Floyd or something, you know, you want to, you know, the whole idea behind the genre is like, you know, pushing boundaries and like, you know, fusing genres it should be. sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So like, like the best, like, that's why, like, like Agent Fresco was a band I didn't know until I was friends with Matt and Linz. And Matt was like, oh, you know, you've got to listen to this album. And like, I would say like like listening to Death Trio for the first time just like changed the way I thought about music. Like even, I mean, even their first album, like Eyes of a Cloud Catcher, is like one of my favorite choruses of all time. And like they're just like they're just such a perfect band at like writing really like lush, interesting music that's like so easy on the palate. Like it's so like anyone can listen to it. Like it, it, it's just the best, man. They're just the best. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That, that, I mean, that's one thing that I like about, well, your music as well, but like just also, you know, sort of similar music, not that there's that much that's like too similar to what you guys do, but um, is that you can put it on and like sit on a patio, drink a beer and just like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not like and like have people who don't necessarily listen to Prague or, or aren't into heavy music or whatever, like sit down and actually enjoy listening to it as well. It's a, It's become a lot more uh accessible kind of like what you were saying matt and um Mm -hmm. so yeah i I think that's awesome um Mm -hmm. and sort of speaking about you know kind of your your body of work uh you guys have two eps two cover songs plus you just dropped a new single um Mm -hmm. we'll talk about the single in a little bit but starting off with the new ep um was one of our favorite releases of the year once we knew that it existed um (laughs) yeah it's a late uh, discovery but a a good um, one well, thank and, you. Uh, and, and easily, like, if we did, like, we do an album of the year every year, but we sort of exclude EPs, which maybe yeah. we shouldn't, um, but we do. Uh, if there was an EP of the year, it would definitely be yours. Uh, that's just, that's thank how you. much I still listen to it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, like, the, the piano-driven sound that you guys have mastered, it, it makes for a lot of, like, beautiful moments. But I think what people who would listen to your music would find probably most surprising is how massive your sound can be despite missing guitars and things of that nature. Uh, Mm -hmm. Can you touch on that a bit? I know you kind of did a little bit, but also like how does your writing style style or like your approach to songwriting sort of differ because of that? Johnny, so I'm just going to interject before we pass over to Johnny because Johnny is the guy that will... Why am I doing it? (laughs) ...synths and stuff like that. But I think from like before before we talk about that the way we have always written um especially from like we mentioned the really embryonic stage with Linz and I it's all been it's all been melody driven that mm-hmm. that's the that's the primary thing like if if the melodies aren't doing anything for us then it's not gonna make the cut of whatever we're trying to do but if we're in a position where we want a part of a song, say, take the uh, the way down from uh, the second. Is it the second song? It is the second song, right? It is the from, second song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from, from the second EP, we knew that that riff and that part needed to be like huge, 
gargantuan even mm. for, for our standards if you want to call it that gargantuan we need it to be like fucking big yeah. uh, <laughs> when you have a guitar in a band you can layer guitars you can put whatever like amp preset or whatever pedal you want on it and you can expand that but when we're in this position i think it makes us think more about like rather than passively just pick up a guitar and put like an act effects preset on or whatever you want to do we have to actually really think about how we're going to make it like that and i think then the writing process then becomes more i'm going to say involved for probably lack of a better word but like we have to actually think about how we're going to do that and then we can then stem ideas from that and Mm -hmm. so whether it's we can only go so big with this certain idea so then we make the intro or the verse a lot lower so then that bit seems Mm. bigger does that make sense so if the intro does yeah the intro is like tiny then when that kicks in it's going to sound bigger than it possibly i'm not saying it is that but like we have to actually think about how we're going to make things big and because it it makes sense too, like thinking about it too because a lot of a lot of this like that bigger moments the heavier Mm. moments if you want to call them that come after like it's usually swells to that so it's like so yeah that that makes sense it's almost like trick tricking the mind into making it sound like it's heavier than it actually it's all within the context of what we're trying to write yeah (laughs) i like it (laughs) But I, I do I do think we do a good a, a fairly good job for the for the three of us of making like a big sound and, and Johnny's sort of uh persistence with finding the right synth sound and stuff is, is a big and so it's always a big player in it. So Johnny, take it away, brother. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> that's, that's my introduction. Matt's my hype man when it comes to synths. <laughs> oh, um, uh yeah i mean like especially with the second ep um like the writing was quite different from like the first ep you know they mentioned earlier that madeline's you know got like the 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 bones of all those songs together before i was even in the band and like you know i came along and sort of there were certain bits that i was able to like oh you know what if we tried this and what if we did that and that sort of thing um and then like the second ep instead of that like writing in a room feel like we had all the songs basically there but then when we were going to record it uh covid hit um so we were all just like at home and like we could have recorded the ep in 2020 if it wasn't for covid and it would have sounded so different to how it does now because you wouldn't have had a vinyl of it brother i'm promising yeah yeah totally. <laughs> yeah you would not you <laughs> <bought> it. <laughs> um yeah because it was just like um you know that being able to take that time and sit down and like you know we were all like discovering music and this sort of thing um and like it was just like you know we we can we can start playing with this a little bit more you know the first ep felt very like the sound that we do live in terms of piano bass drums i do some second key stuff and then vocals and it was like well you know if we're going to be using you know tracks and, and stuff anyway which is sort of the industry norm now and like why limit it you know and like synths and everything is huge you know like i mean over covid i really got into um the album songs from the big chair by tears for fears and i was just like it's such a class album <laughs> like and so much of that is like those like juno pads just like filling out that that mid-range um so like so so i just like impulsively bought uh, a moog <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like oh this is so sick and then I bought another one and like and then I was like getting all these like presets and stuff so like the album just like the other well, EP just just got like bigger and bigger and bigger and like songs like The Way Down like like I listened to the original demo like not long ago actually and like that main riff is like yeah you know it's it's, it's all right and then like when you listen to how it ended up um it's like it's so much bigger and I, I mean a lot of that as well is um Jason Abe who engineered it we went to Northstone Studios in South Wales and they were just like amazing and when we were talking about influences earlier Jace was listening to it and just saying like it's so 80s and that was something like we'd never said but had it was the case it just was the case and we were it was like he hit the nail on the head and like they just understood it straight away so uh, especially the- when you've got a song like ever the optimist which is like yeah i can see that it, yeah. where you know it's 80s straight from the straight off the bat but it's it's funny too because i've been like before i discovered you guys i was on a major 80s kick um <laughs> so that's, that's actually hilarious that I, I i i don't know how i didn't put that together that maybe that's like one of the reasons why i'm like i really love this shit but um <laughs> that's funny that's really yeah funny. yeah i mean i mean we love all that stuff you know like say like um you know tears for fears and like hall and oats like like we're massive like fans of like mm-hmm. just like just amazing songwriting just like so so good and like you know the instrumentals in so many of those 80 songs it's like um uh the song maniac is just like you know flash like oh. dance or whatever but like i think that's one of the best oh, songs of the 80s like like that chord progression in the verse is amazing and it's just like just all these little individual parts like doing their thing and that's true with like even when you get into like pet shop boys and erasure and stuff like that you know it's like like those parts are all re- like really simple parts just like layered and layered and it gets to a point where you're like analyzing what is it that makes a song big you know metallica would record a riff you know on the neck pickup and then on the bridge pickup and like on a few different tones so it's like the same part just multi-tracked but like if you actually look at what is it that makes that sound huge it's like well okay how can we replicate that without a guitar like you know like pump up that mid-range and like really beefing up the bass bringing it forward as a melody instrument you, you know the, the using the using the piano as like you know a riff thing as well i mean i mean again like another influence of ours is um Tigran Hamasian, mm. who is just like this insane uh, Armenian. He is ridiculous. The, the most talented musician on earth, I think, maybe. <laughs> he, is, he is crazy. If you've not listened to him, he is crazy and scarily good at his instrument. It's jazz. It's jazz. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. wild. But there, there are some riffs in that, like, there's there's a song called Entertain Me, if you've not heard it. The end of it is super catchy and yeah. but like heavy and this it's just like piano. Yeah, totally. And and listen to like, that like, why the fuck have we not written that man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what happens every time we listen to him. <laughs> why have we not written that? Yeah. <laughs> and like and, and like like tra- he has tracks like like double faced and like uh uh Levitation 21, where it's like if this was on a guitar. It would be a Meshuggah song, and it's just yeah. and it's but like 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 he just like that sort of helped us think about the instrument in a different way, you mm-hmm. know like like this is what I mean about you know all our influences are from all all over the place. We might have a kind of like you know eighties poppy kind of chorus, but then the main riff is like Armenian jazz mixed with a bit of you know Nordic extreme metal. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like that's why we like Prague though. It's like. 
Uh, having all these different influences and all these different genres sort of coming together as one collected work is always cool and i just went i just went and uh looked uh looked that up to i I love having homework uh after after (laughs) so definitely definitely dive into that catalog he's amazing he's insane he's honestly super excited to check that out um (laughs) And so sort of transitioning, we talked a little bit about the EPs. You guys have a couple cover songs as well. Specifically, uh, there's a cover of Diamond Eyes by Deftones. Oh my God, um, the song has been and, stuck and in my head. Like spe- <laughs> speak, Speaking for myself, I think this is like one of those rare occurrences where I feel like a cover is better than the original. Oh! Uh, it's very... I, I know that could be blasphemous. I know it's blasphemous, and I get it. And but that's fine. I'm going to say it anyways. Um, it's it's it's, it's very very different, obviously, than the original. But for some reason, just like the haunting, beautiful, like way that you guys sort of composed that cover, just like that, the final chorus uh, on your cover, like I could put that shit on repeat and just listen to that all day. So. Um, so like, what I, made I've you guys it, like while I'm walking around the house and my wife's like, what, what are you singing? And I was like, same song. <laughs> Still the same one. Uh, Please apologize to your wife. She's been listening to your, your EP, your new EP as well. After uh, both Dan and I listened to it. And then I was like, you got to check it out. Oh, um, thank you yeah. boys. Yeah, we try to, we try to spread, we try to spread the good word. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned you guys in every podcast episode since that interview with Really? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, You're it's taking Coheed's place. It's been that, yeah. So I used to mention Coheed in every episode, not even intentionally. <laughs> uh, it just sort of would always come up organically. A lot of the bands we talk to, like Coheed's an influence. So like, it's just mm-hmm. always, like even today. So yeah. you know, it just happens. And it doesn't help that literally like I'm advertising them pretty heavily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's liminal messaging. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> you guys are going to go listen to Good Apollo after this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my first question around this cover is it what guy, what did like, what's the reason you decided to cover a Deftone song? Like what, was it just a random thing or was there like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, firstly, like, it was a song that all of us had individually just loved when we were younger. Like, 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 all, it is like, a good song. We, we, we <laughs> talk, I, think, I think we talked about it, like, when we were recording the second EP, because I remember talking with Jace about it. Um, and it was just like, oh man, the album. Like, like I remember buying the album because I thought it looked cool because it had the owl on it. The owl, never- yeah. Cool. That's a cool cover. <laughs> and like, and I, I felt like I'd never heard anything that heavy when I first listened to it. Um, and then I feel like you guys were sort of similar with that as well in terms of like, you, you, it was a song we all just loved. Yeah, I think like it was always going to, there was another one in the running. I can't remember what it was. Was it potentially Beauty School? Yeah. Um, yeah. There was School. another one. Um, but we knew we wanted it to be Deftones. Um, there had been others that we'd considered as like, oh, should we do this song? Or, but they hadn't really stuck. Um, but the idea of doing a Deftones cover just did. It just remained. Um, I think from my point of view, um, again, it comes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, but like melodic sensibility is such a huge element of our band that we definitely have pulled it from bands like Deftones, where their melodic, you know, Chino Marino's voice and everything that you hear in your head when you think of Deftones, the melodies are insane. Like, it's so, it's deeply satisfying to listen to. 
I feel. I just <laughs> love that band and I'm not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. But like, I don't know. We'll have, a, was... we'll have a part two where you can just sort of just express <laughs> We can love. talk about yeah. Coheed and Gambia in depth though. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I It was always going to be Deftones and we settled on Diamond Eyes because I think it felt like we could have our voice convey that song best. You I know? think as well. Sorry, Dan, you go. No, I, I was just going to say genuinely, like if, if you weren't, like if you're somebody who wasn't familiar with the original song and heard your cover, it, it, the way that you sort of arranged that song, it could have easily fit on either of your EPs. Like it, it, you guys really made that song your own. And again, I still think it's better than the original, but I, <laughs> but I do, I very much like the original too, but for some reason, maybe just with sort of where my music tastes are sort of trending mm. these days, like mm. your, your version just is more satisfying to me. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, oh, you. where that came about though, is when I was demoing like, Oh, should we do diamond dies or we should probably start diamond dies. I sent it to the boys because it was it before it was the piano. It was just normal piano, the, basically what we always do. Um, but I said to the boys, like, it's Alicia Keys. I'm yeah. hearing Alicia, like I was doing the keys part thinking like it's Alicia Keys. Um, so like, I don't know why, <laughs> but like, yeah. it, it did not turn out that way, obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah, Deftones meets Alicia Keys. I'm, I'm... It's, it's, it's a very... <laughs> Similar thing though with with what we were just talking about in the way we have to sort of think about writing music and if we want something to be big or how we want to progress with a song or whatever. Like when we're covering a song like that, the original is obviously you've got that boom, 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 right. like super like heavy riff. Yeah. But we we don't have like the the facilities to to like replicate that riff. So we have to think about it in a different way. And it, it I don't know whether that is sometimes. So the other cover that we've done, Don't Fear the Reaper, that's a very, it's a different, it's a different vibe, but like, it's, it's very still like, it's very layered, like vocal driven, like that cover. It's very yeah. like haunting vocal, which like really fits the subject matter. We have to think about these things like quite meticulously before we actually take them into practice because it's it's got to feel deliberate, it's got to feel considered. Yeah, we, we can't just pick up a guitar and go, let's cover this Deftone song and just play it like the original. We can't do that because right. we're not gonna be able to just like, you know, get a seven, eight string guitar and go boom, boom, boom. To be fair, like covers that sort of go straight down the line like we're going to cover this song and essentially try to just play it the way the band plays it are usually kind of boring yeah um i mean it's it's cool it's some of those songs like you know you understand sort of the the technical mastery that goes into playing a song like that even you know at or to the caliber of or close enough to the original um so it's like you know you respect it when bands do that but i always think it's cooler when a band literally takes a song and just like does it in their image in a way. Uh, and that's definitely what you guys accomplished with that. I think it's incredible. Robert, yeah. if I could play any Animals as Leaders song on drums, I would be doing it every time I got on a drum kit, but I can't. So. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the limit. That's the limit that we're talking about. We can't actually play these songs. <laughs> 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 
So, so next uh, next cover is going to be like Red Miso or Physical Education. You guys are going to add vocals yeah. to it? Physical Education vocal cover. Add vocals, I like it. <laughs> I, I like I, to, to be fair, I did Physical Education for my drum exam in uni and I'm so glad it was never recorded because <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that is a that is a tough one to be. I'm you sure said you took an exam on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It means to an end, and it it wasn't anywhere near as good as the original. <laughs> I just sort of played live, so then they couldn't hear the original part underneath it. So. <laughs> 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 so sort of on the on the uh, topic of covers can we expect any other covers in the future is that something that you guys like are you guys more focused on writing your own music or is that something that you want to continue to do here and there we actually or... spoke about one today not that we're well, not they're actually going to do it but it was just a, a little <laughs> the uh, and... did we yeah yeah probably What's the what, what was you the you said the song you said the song oh, then. yes yes um oh it was um tearing up my heart that would be awesome you should do that, that would be cool you absolutely do that but we had yeah. we had others there was mm. we were only talking about this yesterday actually we had mm. cry little sister for the lost boys fans out there um <laughs> we had like oh my gosh we had never gonna give you up Rick Astley. That would, that would be awesome. But we said that's too silly. Like, we, <laughs> so were these were these we, just we were, these were just ideas, or are these like, oh, we have yeah. this in our repertoire, we just haven't released it yet. Like, we, we haven't we, like we were, we were planning it. You know, we were actually actively talking it. Like, I remember never going to give you up. Like Matt and I, like you know, going through the chords because because we, we were on like a different gig together, and and like we we were just like talking about um you know the chords and like planning it and saying oh you know what like it could really work man like, it could oh, really yeah, <laughs> this like and, and and as well like you know because we were talking about this yesterday um people kept saying when we were on an instagram live that we were going to rickroll them and we were saying like <laughs> i mean as much as it's an online joke never going to give you up is the great an song. amazing song it's great, song. So great songwriting like great melody like the chords are just so good like and it's just become this like meme, but like if you if you like if you hear it like as its own thing, it's sick. It's so good. So we were like, oh, I'm <laughs> totally do it. But but like you won't get past the like, oh, it's it's on the internet, so you're rolling people. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> the, the the meme has sort of surpassed the song at this point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then you could get free advertising. They could just they could use your cover as the the Rick roll. The Rick roll. So, but then yeah. people just get angry instead of laughing. <laughs> We have, um, we have in like a live setting when we've done shows and stuff we've covered oblivion by mastodon true oh that's sweet oh, yeah. that's really that's cool, cool. Yeah. is there a video of that, that online you I guys should uh it. is that yeah is that recorded is that I, live I, I, somewhere I, I can we, have we ever i don't think we've ever recorded it we, if did we can it find on... a version of it if we can find a version of it we'll send it to you that would be so yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't hold that any hope because I don't yeah. know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not confident we have it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you find it, we would definitely be interested in seeing that. Um, very cool. So, also today, uh, effectively, as we're recording this, so probably not, definitely not today. Whenever the listeners are listening to this, but uh, you just released a new single called "The Collapse," as well as a corresponding music video. Uh, mm -hmm. The song's incredible. The video is really cool. Um, what would you like to tell our listeners sort of about the song or the video? And is this the first part of maybe like a larger release or is this just sort of, you had a single and you dropped it? 
yeah before we get onto any like writing stuff but i think we're in a, a period at the moment where stuff's being written for the album album one and we we have and stuff album one that. album one is, is album coming. one album not ep yeah yeah i like, album to, I like one. to hear that yeah <laughs> Although the EPs are great, it's just you know I just want I just want more. I'm, I'm, just, I'm selfish, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, like we stuff's being written for it, and the way the, the the position that we're coming at it from is is we don't want to put out an album until like we probably have enough material to put out an album to go into the studio and record an album and put it out, but we don't just want to do that. We want to actually make it like like. A, a debut full length of something that we're like massively proud of from top to bottom and it has it it's deliberate it's it's thought out and everything like that and and you know the material that we've got probably will make it on there but in a in a different form than it currently is because we'll take it apart and put it back together and um Similar to what it sounded like your approach after like the whole COVID situation. Yeah, for sure. Most recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. That makes Um, sense. But we we want album one. We want people to listen to it and go, fuck me, that is good. That is (laughs) really good. Like, and I think with Dancing in the Face of Danger, like you just mentioned, we had the benefit of that. We had the benefit of taking time away from the songs and coming back to it and going, all right, okay, well, this would work. And in in a way that that's different to the first EP. The first EP was like really, you know, conceptual and thought out and and all that. But then the second one was, we wanted to just be like song, 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 slap you in your face with like five tunes that will hit you, stop, hit you, stop, hit you, stop. (laughs) Um, And and I I feel like we did that to an extent, but in terms of... um, this we're at a point where we've got material and songs that don't quite fit into either either bracket um the collapse is one of those um there are more songs that are part of that bracket as well so for a little bit it will probably be like single releases um and then we'll start releasing singles that are part of an album yeah if that makes sense yeah that makes Um, a lot of sense but in like the of... spirit box approach where like they had like basically a full album worth of singles that they kind of let yeah. out and then then they're like here's an album with none of those songs on it kind of right. <laughs> yeah. right there you go yeah um but in terms of the the writing thing then you can you can go with that one yeah um i mean hmm. <laughs> the album i think we've it's always been this kind of talking about an album and how our writing process and how it's going to go the album it definitely has always been this kind of nebulous thing of like oh when we do the album we might da 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 or we just kind of throw ideas around um but now it's actually got to the point of okay we're going to write the album i'm i'm going to speak totally honestly from my point of view um i'm excited to do it but i think it 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 does feel like a bit of an intimidating prospect just because it's the first time in in my creative sort of journey <laughs> that, that I've ever been faced with the prospect of writing a debut album, you know, and I get like, it It does. That sounds more real than an EP. <laughs> it's, it does, but I think in my experience of even being a fan of music and speaking to other people who are fans of music, there's this kind of mythology behind the first album, you know? It's like, oh, but the first album was... 
mm-hmm. you know whichever way people feel about it it's always got this energy around the first album um and i think that you know certainly at the moment the writing that has gone into what we want to eventually end up on the album i'm pleased with the progression from the second ep that we've already started to make towards and the collapse is part of that the yeah. collapse is it's, on it's the it's on the, the journey, journey to get to where we're going you know so the bridge exactly mm, yeah. so um you know we we just we want to let people in obviously on the music that we're making so that it feels like we're all getting to where we're going at the same time rather than you know, I mean, we just kind of expect everyone to kind of suspend their disbelief and we bring out this crazy saxophone album. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, maybe. Just drop the piano entirely. Yeah. yeah. Don't need any more. Just ignore everything we did before. We're moving. <laughs> um, yeah. Collapse existed in, in a different form. It did. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yes, we're talking about that's right. Sorry, sidetrack. No, you um, Yeah, we originally the collapse existed as a song called the tide um and being really honest it um it existed because matt and i during our songwriting um kind of unit for our course for our degree um we had to submit a certain amount of songs for each hand in and we were running horribly behind like scary and <laughs> might have been like two days before the hand in something terrible and um we had the bare bones of what eventually became the collapse so we submitted it a very very hastily written version um of this song to our songwriting tutor and hope that they wouldn't bat an eyelid <laughs> uh, and they probably really did they're probably like oh, what is okay <laughs> um but yeah so we we found it because i think really all of us had forgotten about it um and then we found it in in an old folder somewhere we were like this is there's something's in here like there's something we can probably do something with this now that we're a bit you know more the wiser about our sound and where we want to take it next um so let's try and just do something with it and it actually turned out all right it turned out pretty pretty decent i think (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty good Uh, yeah i'd say it's much much better than decent (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's that's kind of cool that like you were able to sort of like bring something sort of almost like revive something that already existed in some form and like make it what it what it ended up being that's pretty cool um, yeah sure i mean we tried to do it with a lot of we've got a lot of old things mm. that there is potential in and there are ideas that we had and got recorded whether it's on a voice memo one or whatever from when we were 18 um mm. and we that's might sweet. We might resurrect those, but we may not, and they might just be lost to time. But we know that they're there. And the best thing about music is that it doesn't necessarily have a best before date, you know? Like it's, we can make it into something else and put it on a different instrument or put it in a, you can stretch it and pull it and do everything with it. So, yeah. And I've seen like, (laughs) I've seen like other songwriters uh, who have like a similar approach in the way that like, you know, they'll, they'll record something to their voice memos or something like that on their phone. Like even it's just humming a melody or something like that, that maybe they don't like at the time, but then they'll go back and be like, this was just before like 
this was something that I I needed. Basically, it's like anytime they get a melody in their head, they like record it on their voice memos, and then they go back, and it's like this didn't fit then, but like I can make something of this now. Like it's so I. True. I think it's, that's it's, a cool thing about music in general, but like, yeah, it's funny as well because that's that's been happening for like so long. Because like I remember hearing like years ago when I was at school, like this this is so off tangent, but <laughs> I love, we we love tangents. We love them. <laughs> yeah, this we are as a band we love tangents. Um, but like I remember hearing that Bach, <laughs> the composer. Yeah. Used to used used to write out melodies, and if he didn't like them, he'd put them, scrumple up the piece of paper, and throw it in the corner of the room, and then at other points he like get to a point of a piece where he didn't know what to do with it, so he would go to that, and that's his ideas. That's essentially what we're doing voice memos. You know, it's that like is. you you have something there. It's the it's modern like, version of that. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. You know, and that that's like you know you know music technology progression, but it's still you you know you're still doing the same thing, and I think especially after. The process that the second EP was, where it was taking songs that have a certain sound and like reworking that and playing with that. It's almost like the same way that we approach a cover, where it's like there's something there. Now, what can we do to make it more our own? And we're doing that with our own songs. Or like you know, Lynn's mentioned that like the collapse started off as a a songwriting task for Matt and Lynn's, and then we said, well, what if that was instead of a kind of commercial pop kind of sound? You know, what if it was more of a you know, trying to fit with Birdsong, trying to fit with the sound that we go for. And and the process of that is something like, I think all of us really, really relish and really enjoy because it's just like, it's like playing with something. It's like doing a cover of, of material, except it's something that hasn't been released, you know? So I think we all really enjoy that process. And for these standalone singles where it's music that we think maybe doesn't quite belong on the album, but maybe should see the light of day someday i think that's kind of the approach that we are doing for a lot of it and i mean i'm really really enjoying that and that that was true for diamond eyes and it's true for uh, the collapse as well and anytime yeah, we can just like, get more new music like we're you know that's that's fine on our <laughs> end too. Uh, well, maybe i really think that you know just to kind of piggyback off the back of that it's only very short but i think sometimes when i'm writing away from Matt and Johnny because sometimes you know circumstances it's just like that sometimes and we can't get in a room together but when I'm writing by myself and I'm I'm trying to work with ideas that we've had from the past or whatever it is I do think to myself what would this be like if it was a real song like it sounds weird but like if I knew that this was a song how would I expect it to what would I want it to do and how would imagine if this was real and then it becomes real it's it's bizarre whenever i write that's, lyrics that's pretty awesome <laughs> whenever i write lyrics it's make-believe until lynn's ends up singing it and then it's like <laughs> ah ah okay ah that's sweet that doesn't actually sound like shit that's actually fine <laughs> <laughs> nah. uh, and, and, and as well like a lot of it you know like lynn's saying like you know it's about oh this is this is this is what, what would it be like if it was a real song um, that's true of a lot of the demos that we approach in that like that like some of them um even a couple of songs on the on the second EP like um like no longer we lie um was something it was that 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 came from an original sort of instrumental demo that I put together. Robert, do you remember that 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 Zoom call that we had? Yeah, I do. And like completely oh reworking it. <laughs> you know, it's like like, like I think all of us when we're writing stuff you know we'll kind of put lots of stuff together and it's 
and it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter if a section's way too long or it doesn't matter if there's this stupid bit in the middle or, or this bit's not really fully developed. Like, let's just put it down and then when we're together, we'll be working on it. And, you know, you know, working on that over Zoom and being like, oh, what have we tried this? And what have we tried that was a really painstaking process. But that's, like Lynn says, the process of making a song real. You know, that's like, oh, you know, what if we took that and what if we made it good, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what if, okay, say let's take, you know, Johnny said Tears for Fears earlier. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what if Tears for Fears did this song? What would I want to hear? What would I love? What would I really find fun to hear? Yeah, that, that is yeah. it. It's like you just pretend that it's real. I can't. This is stupid. That's it. That's an interesting like. That's pretend an interesting it's real and make it real. Right. Yeah. yeah well, it's fake, like, fake it you're, till you make it. <laughs> you're like reverse creating a song. It's like you're you're like uncreating it to then create it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like you work backwards and then forward after yeah. that's I'm, really I'm, interesting I mean, like we're in the really privileged position that like in this band i feel like we've always felt like we've been able to make the music that we want to make it's never been a thing of this is what the band should sound like and i'm doing this because this is the sound of the band like we would have guitars if we wanted to you know yeah exactly <laughs> like and like and like the sound of birdsong like has progressed since you know, like 2015 when Matt and Lynn started writing and then like 2016 when I joined and like our first gig in like 2018, you know, like, 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 and since then, like, it's just constantly progressing. We've always felt like we've been able to make songs that we want to make. So that thing of like, what would it sound like if this band did it or this band did it is all just us being like, we want to write the music that we want to hear, you know, like we were surrounded by such amazing music. Like if we can take some of that and some of the elements of that that we love and put it in our own thing, then that's like a privilege that we're in a band where we can do that, you know? So I really can't- Just to wrap that point up, just to wrap that point up, the end of the river is the first time that that happened, I think, when we mm -hmm. were like, all right, well, let's try and channel my sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's try and channel my sugar I can see on the that. piano. The end of the river is the wow. first time that that happened. Yeah. And it's, I don't know whether it's like the most obvious, like, let's try and do that. Not, I think I was, I think, uh, <laughs> so we were, we were kind of on uh, like a discord chat earlier, Matt and I, and uh, mm -hmm. listening, I had like the record spinning behind me. Uh, and I think it was the river came on when uh, I think I had said, said to Matt, like, it's really cool to hear almost essentially a breakdown, yeah. so to speak, but like, but no guitar, like, but, but it's still like, is, you know, unmistakably like a breakdown. Yeah. And actually while you were listening to that, I was uh, watching the video on YouTube for the baptism. And uh, actually <laughs> yeah. I, I saw, <laughs> I saw a comment that was like uh, tagged at like, I think it was two minutes and 20 seconds, I think. And it was said piano gent was the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like funny, like the timing. And I was like, Huh, yeah, I guess it kind of is. And it was like, that's really cool to like, you guys yeah. are kind of pioneering your own sort of <laughs> genre within within Prague. Is the yeah, have have we just have we uh, you know, can we call this piano gent from now on? Like, can, is that the new genre? Like, I mean, or at least a sub genre. Yeah, yeah but i mean again like this is where things like like tigrin hamasian like was the first was the closest thing i'd heard to piano gent before in my life and i was like what like i, I didn't it was like it was like you, you'd heard a new instrument for the first time it was like i've never heard someone use that in that way so yeah i think you know 
like it's really interesting how like when we've listened to stuff you start to hear it leak into the the birdsong tunes and you know like as as time goes on and we're, and we're listening to new bands and different sounds and this sort of thing you start to hear that come through like lynn says for us it feels like our references are completely on our sleeve you know <laughs> um so yeah, i think no. it's like probably for for sort of people on the outside looking in it's one of those things where it's like it is a blend of all these things we're talking about, but because of that, it does sort of sound so unique, especially to sort of the prog rock scene, which is what you guys typically get lumped into yeah. that. Like it, it is sort of like a different thing. So that's when you sort of sit back and say, well, what is different about it? What am I hearing? What am I? And like, you know, we, we sort of infer a lot of influences when we listen to music uh, but like when we actually have an opportunity to talk to the bands, we're always like, I want to hear what you have to say, because like sometimes, <laughs> we see if some, our guesses were right. <laughs> sometimes we'll throw something out there and the band will look at us like, no, OK, I never yeah. thought about that before. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I can see like a lot of the like Meshuggah esque influence uh, in the piano gent, so to speak. And then the other couple of the other uh, bands or artists that you threw out, we definitely have some homework to do. I'm looking forward to sort of like. Mm -hmm listening and sort of deriving where where certain things came from but um yeah no that's that's all awesome uh is there anything else you guys want to talk about music related before we switch gears a little bit uh i don't i mean we, we could talk forever about oh this. i know, I like, know like, like we keep bringing the conversation <laughs> back and going on tangents and this sort of thing so and, and i'm not rolling out that it's going to happen anyways but i just figured <laughs> <Yeah. out. laughs> In fact, actually, quickly, oh, just yeah. on the baptism. So, for anyone listening to this, we will have already played our show in London. Oh. We Ooh, we haven't man. played the baptism in years, man. Like we've not we've not played that song together in. I've not listened to that song in a long time. It's probably 2019 the last time we played that live. No, nah, later than 2019. A, a long time ago. Either way, yeah. either yeah. way, it was a long time. And we played it in rehearsal today. And Ooh. we were like, Ooh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, so, so anyone who attended the show, if they played this song live, throw in the comments. Was it awesome? Did it suck? Let us it's know. Whatever. <laughs> 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 yeah. it, it, it was crazy. It was just crazy doing it, and and the piano gent bit that you mentioned, Sans doing it today feels so different. Yeah. than the last time that we did it and that might just be like time that has done that but i think it sounds a lot better than the way we've done it in past yeah. <laughs> nice but but, but like yeah. and, and as well like we didn't really do much homework on that before just trying it together so it was like all muscle memory and like every time we got to a new section all three of us were just looking at each other and they are like like oh, oh we've actually made it through that bit oh wow oh we've remembered what to do here like we finished the first time and we we're like what like we actually Why made it through into the song <laughs> huh? oh man it's such a weird experience since you guys mentioned like about how you've kind of found old ideas and redone them and restructured them and made them into new stuff with not playing the baptism in so long and going back to it are you going to sort of have like a new rendition of it? Like, are you making <laughs> sort of tweaks and changes to it to make it kind of a new like version <laughs> 2.0, if you will? I mean, uh, well, yeah, this is after the fact. So anybody that was there knows. But like, <laughs> honestly, Oh, yeah. Sorry. I guess I kind of put you on the spot there. We didn't. We wanted it to be the way that it was. 
mm-hmm. um it's it's been one where it's been a bit of an unexpected crowd pleaser amongst the people who like our music we didn't really expect the baptism to be the one where people were like oh can you play that one mm-hmm. i don't know why um i don't know why even you know now that we've revisited it i think we can appreciate it a little bit more um but i don't know it kind of it was still one where we kind of it was very surprising to us that people really did want to hear it so we were being honest we were dreading playing that man we were like <laughs> we were like oh for fuck's sake we're talking we actually, about it last night going i think it's just because it was like, nice man it was it, it was actually really really nice yeah it was really nice and it kind of felt it felt very i don't from my perspective at least it felt like putting on like a an old coat yeah you know yeah I mean? it's like it's like oh, comfort okay. like it, exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah really nice really nice it just felt nice and you know a lot of very um a lot of very lovely memories associated with that song for us on a personal level and i hope for other people who want to hear it too you know for association I mean, that, that, that was the first song i played with matt and Lynz in a room like like when we when i'd actually decided that I would agree to be in the band. <laughs> um, that, was, that was the first one that we were like, okay, like Matt Allen's teaching me it and going through sections and being like, oh, we're thinking maybe this sort of thing, you know? So like, it really is that, that encapsulates like early bird song for me. And you know, like, like you're saying, Matt, about like, like would, would you potentially, you know, change it or update it or whatever? And like, I think like there are potential things that we would be like, if we were to record it now, we do this differently we might do this and stuff but actually it's it's kind of nice it's like it's almost like a bit of a time capsule for like this is what the writing was this is what the band was you wouldn't write that song today yeah totally not not at all but like like it's you know it's like i want to leave it there and it's like oh yeah that's the baptism and that was written at this time that's why it sounds like this and it's with this ep and then the next ep is that and then you know I, i really like that element of music of like hearing an actual like progression and, and stuff and like where the writing comes from and the playing and the tones and this sort of thing. So yeah. The yeah. era of, of the band that, you know, we haven't had that many. We've put out two EPs. So, you know, we can't talk about it as though we're in like, we're talking about the distant past. Like we, we yeah. can't, but at the same time, you know, even though that's true in the sense of chronology, it does feel like we've come a long way in the pursuit to get to where we're going, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We know that we we don't know where that is really, and it's quite exciting. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's it's going to be fun to look back on when we think about how the first EP sounds, how the second EP sounds, how the album sounds. Ooh, you know, <laughs> we don't know. So yeah, hopefully it's um, vaguely in you know a, a good realm. Good. <laughs> 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 but yeah no more musical tangents sorry boys. yeah sorry <laughs> no it's perfectly fine we we love the tangents and that, that was that was some, that was that was pretty cool i like uh and just like live whenever bands sort of play old stuff it it does sort of give you know old stuff right it does mm-hmm. sort of give a nostalgia feel oftentimes and when bands do make an adjustment to it sometimes it's cool but sometimes you just want to hear you know what you were listening to at that time frame because there is sort of a sense of comfort around that so yeah. I, yeah. I i think it's cool that uh that you're sort of keeping it the way that it is and uh i look forward to 
to hearing uh hearing about how that how that went for you guys i'm excited um well hopefully it's, <laughs> hopefully it's recorded somewhere online so we can watch it since we won't be able to attend oh, yeah. it's a, it's a little, little little far for us little far for us to to be in attendance but um but so i mean we kind of started talking about it right so the headlining show tomorrow in london well tomorrow as we're recording this it'll be sometime before probably the day before depending on uh when we drop this um but uh, is this your first headlining show? No, we did a, a headline tour of the UK. Nice. 2021. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So it has been a little while since we've um, done a headline hey, show. Yeah. That's definitely true. Um, but yeah, we we did a we did a van tour. We did the band, you know, the van yeah, tour. Yeah, the get in the van and travel around and all the fun <laughs> yeah. stuff. Oh dear, yes, we did. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be really nice to, um, I think that a really comforting thing about headline shows is that you don't really feel as though you're having to win anybody over. Yeah. Uh, no pressure. People aren't, not that people do at support shows, of course they don't want to watch the support band and want them to fail. Of course they don't. Right. Um, but definitely when you're playing to your, when your people, you know, we kind of, we said when we were planning this show anyway we wanted it to feel a bit like a family affair you know it's yeah. it's how we see it um and uh yeah we're, we're very much looking forward to it <laughs> yeah that's awesome and sort of on the subject of touring one of the things we like to ask bands you know you guys have opened up for some pretty massive <laughs> massive bands uh catatonia sleep token i was wondering uh could you touch on maybe some of your most memorable tours or just touring moments in general like <laughs> anything that sort of sticks out that you know, a funny story, a cool story. You know, something that was an awesome experience. Stories. Right, there, are, there are two. There are two that stick out. Yeah. Perfect. There are two that stick out. Uh, which one first, Ireland or the Innes? Oh, oh, Glasgow. But I yeah, thought we were gonna say Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah. All right, we've got we've got three. We'll, three. we'll get to the yes. day, but yeah. Holy shit, man. Um, let's go in chronological order. All right. Okay. Great. Right, let's go first uh, then. <laughs> 2018, I think. We're playing uh, a festival, a prog festival in the UK. Um, and there was uh, just a, no one's fault. There was just a miscommunication on uh, the, the gear that was readily available for artists to go, all right, okay, we're using that, we're using that, we're using that. Um, so we were under the impression that um there was uh like wireless monitor packs uh and because in theory it makes sense that there's one rack there's there are monitor packs and then adjustments are made in a line check or whatever so uh, all right okay that wasn't the case um oh. Oh. <laughs> now, and especially at the time at the time the set was a lot more like i would say uh complex and stuff and and the, and some songs that again haven't been recorded would start in really odd times and then just like stop and then a click would bring us back in so it'd be like oh, yeah. so it'd be like entirely based on click tracks that we, we have had, to have we, had our click, we had a separate click for you and for me and Linz as well yeah it's so complicated so yeah <laughs> unnecessarily so but i had a, i had my own click 
Uh, and then I don't know whether Johnny had... A... I think we were, Millint and I were on the same, yeah. Right, so there was two separate click tracks and all this other bullshit going on that we didn't need to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so there was there was miscommunication with the, with the tech uh, that we got sent was readily available. So we were under the impression that we would be able to use either wired or wireless monitor packs. That wasn't the case. So we get there and I had a weird gut feeling about an hour before we were going to go on stage, I was like, I'm just going to go down and just double check that they've got the gear that that we need. Um, so I go down and I, and I speak to, and I don't, I've never done this ever, but I went down and spoke to the guy on, on who was side stage doing the monitor stuff in between bands. And I was just, I just I'm just double checking where on next or whatever, or the band after this next band. Um, I'm just double checking that you have the monitor packs, right? Because we've got our in-ears and stuff and, and all that. Because obviously at festivals, the changeover is, is really, really quick. Yeah, and right. like setting up whatever rigs and stuff is is nigh on impossible. Um, and uh, yeah, we were told essentially, no, we've not got those. So we were, we were there going like, holy fucking shit, man. Like, <laughs> What do uh, we actually do? Our entire set. When, when I say our entire set, the whole fucking thing, whole like 45 minute set was based on click tracks. Yeah. And we were like, we have to have these in our ears because we can't have them obviously playing out monitors, like wedge monitors or out front. Ooh. So we were like, what the fuck do we do? So we had to speak to a band to borrow one of their... I can't remember how he did it, but our front of house engineer, Rory, was literally... 10 minutes before we went on stage to play the first song was backstage with this band that we were borrowing some gear off to make it happen. He had to cut open a wire and was so it was twisting wires together to make it root oh. somewhere else. So I know I, it was soldering shit backstage. Oh, <laughs> 10 minutes before we went on stage, man. It's 10 minutes. The fact that there was somebody there that even knew how to do that shit and like could yeah. accomplish that, yeah. that's crazy. Rory's Rory an angel. <laughs> Rory Kavanagh is, if anybody needs a front of house engineer, wherever you are in the world, Rory Kavanagh is your boy. Because <laughs> he was soldering wires for us backstage. That's going above and beyond. Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. <laughs> that's I, I, rem- I remember us loading our gear on stage and like, like getting stuff in place because the band before us, I think it was Southern Empire had just finished before us. And um and like I was getting stuff in place on stage, not knowing how, exactly how we were going to be doing this, and and whether we knew whether like we'd actually got a solution or not. And that was just crazy, man. I was like, I'm setting up for a show that we might not be able to play. Like, I'm always <laughs> backstage doing this, and Matt's doing this, and oh my gosh, it was so stressful. It was crazy, man. And it was a great gig. I actually, it was wicked. Was <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. It was, much fun. It was yeah, really, yeah. really good. And afterwards, it was like, oh my, like. The, crash, the adrenaline and then the crash afterwards when we'd done it and we were like oh. it was <laughs> it was the second most stressful occasion in birdsong history we're getting there <laughs> we get there that's <laughs> crazy that that's the second that's wild yeah okay. I, yeah <laughs> and none oh. of you have had heart attacks yet yeah, amazingly not, <laughs> not yet but it's coming it's coming <laughs> that's the uh, headliner tomorrow <laughs> 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 Um, Glasgow was the other one. Someone... I don't know whether I 
Highlanders, surely. More yeah, but with chronological. Let's, let's do... What I said yesterday on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so... She's not you... goofy, man. This, this is so stupid. Okay. This is less stressful, but more stupid. Yeah, let's <laughs> the stressful stories. Anyone listening, the stressful... Putting stress on ice. That's okay. This one is relatively calm. It's silly <laughs> and ridiculous, but it's okay. Um. Okay, so we were touring i think actually for the first time um and we were playing our first ever show that we played in scotland and um the occasions that we have played in scotland have been exceptional very very pleasant great place um but on this first gig i don't know how it happened i don't know how i don't know how this happened um we left packed all of our things it's up. so stupid so we packed all of our things up to get to the venue we thought yes okay hotel room idiot check everything's fine we've got it we're sorted we're a real band we're doing a tour um <laughs> so we get to the venue and it comes to light we've got yeah okay we we have instruments we've got and you think wow that's great that's perfect <laughs> but what we didn't have was Matt and Johnny's stage clothes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you're thinking, okay, well, that's it's fine. So stupid, thinking, that's man. Fine. They can just go on in normal clothes. It's not that different, right? Okay, yeah, but we are stupid, right? So we didn't think of that. So we said, I know the solution is to get two members, two of the members <laughs> of this band, <laughs> wear their own merchandise matching stage oh. oh. <laughs> to do Very their bad. own show. Awful. It was like Awful. the stupidest T-shirt as well because it was just it was it was like. It, oh, if anyone has got this T-shirt, we love you because you're a real one. You're a day one. But it was <laughs> it was exploring birdsong, exploring birdsong, just white text on a black T-shirt. So it, it. it was like we tried to do stage clothes oh. and like and oh man, it was so stupid because it it was it was. Like we gone, all right, yeah, man. All right, yeah. This, this is the move. like Lynn's was in all black, yeah, looking sweet, and then me and Johnny were just in these t-shirts, and oh. it just oh, it's bad. reminding people what the name of the band was. It's the just, track. it's just <laughs> shameless <laughs> self-promotion. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, it was <laughs> not shameless, shameful. <laughs> if your merch, if your merch is sick, like Malevolence, yeah, yes, <laughs> the band Malevolence, their merch is. Sick. If yeah. I was in that band, I would wear that merch on stage, Absolutely. no matter what. <laughs> this merch was dog shit. It was our first ever T-shirt that we'd made. It was our first, first ever T-shirt, and it oh, was yeah. it was shit, man. And when like, we were just insistent that we had to wear black on stage because we were like, we're a moody band, and you know, we're not gonna wear. I mean, now, like, you know, that's definitely changed, especially in in, in recent times. But at that time, we were like, the only black clothes that we have are these black T-shirts that say oh. "Exploring Birds" on. So we <laughs> set. And uh, Lynn's had to oh. apologise for us. <laughs> I, felt I, had to, I felt I had to, honestly. It was oh. just an assault. It wasn't nice merch, is the point, and we had to wear it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's the calm story. Oh, and the then are we back to stress? The yeah. most stressful time. Johnny, you take this one, bro. Yeah, so um, that Catatonia tour that you mentioned, which by the way was great like amazing thanks so much to catatonia for bringing us on that because it was great and it was um was it your guys first time in Ireland? it was your first time in ireland wasn't it man? yeah i've never been i've never been to ireland before yeah so we had two days in ireland and it was just amazing so um 
like the way that we worked out we get over was that we get the ferry and there was difficulties with getting a van because of you know height restrictions and costs and this sort of thing so we decided that we go in two cars so uh i was driving one with Linz and rory our sound guy who we mentioned earlier and then um, in the other car we had uh our photographer luke um and then uh matt's girlfriend page and then matt and we were um which had all of my drum kit in it with, with yeah you know we had we had all this gear split between the two the two cars and like matt had had my keyboard and like i think we had a couple of things of yours and, and we had loads of sound gear with of rory so you know it was a whole thing but we had this um production rehearsal and then we were like right we need to hot tail it to the ferry now because it's like two and a half hours and the ferry's in three hours sort of thing yeah. so so we set off and um uh we got a phone call from Matt about half hour into the call. Um, and I, and he was like, yeah, so we've broken down. And I was like, ha, yeah, right. <laughs> like, ha, ha, all right. Um, and he wasn't, he wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. They'd, the, the car had just started making weird noises or something, Matt. Was that what it was? I just started bouncing. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was like, it had been on like, Pimp my ride or something in North Wales. Not ideal. We suddenly just started going ah, and, oh, then, <laughs> and then there was like yeah. no power to it, and then we had to pull over, and then really, really weirdly, um, we were at the side of the road somewhere in North Wales because we were getting the ferry from uh somewhere from Wales from Wales somewhere. Um, a highway maintenance car pulled behind us. And they ended up escorting us to a service station just up up the up the road. Uh, so we ended up parking the car there, and we were figuring out what we were going to do to get to Ireland. And she was like, "Well, why why are you going to Ireland?" Um, and we're like, "Oh, we're we're doing a couple of rock shows, man." Um, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, what what sort of music is it?" And and uh, I was on the phone at this point trying to organize like a bunch of different stuff and my girlfriend Paige uh she was speaking to this highway maintenance lady that was helping us and she was like oh that sounds sick have you ever heard of a band called Leprous <laughs> we were like what <laughs> oh, what wow. okay that's crazy it's like yeah uh yeah uh, there's Leprous and we're like what the f-? like what are the chances that's, of that's crazy crazy man Meanwhile, we're in a conversation about you are about to miss the last berry. You are, what are we gonna? We can't like we've got to tell them. We've got to tell them like, we can't have a show here, boys. And Paige and this lady are having the most amazing bonding experience. <laughs> music the Navy and progressive metal. Like, <laughs> and you know, I'm trying to think of how many humans I've met just in regular day life that who know who Leprous is. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Um, yeah. So we yeah. end up. It, it becomes apparent that these guys in the other car, they're not going to make it. They're not making it. Um, so we make the decision to um, Johnny, Rory, and I. We said we get. We've got to get this ferry because if we go, we've at least got something that resembles a show. We can do something. And if they don't get here, like we don't have to arrive to Catatonia saying, "Oh, by the way, sorry." <laughs> um, but um, it was crazy as well that we were saying we'll have a show, but we didn't know what kind of show because we were like we've done kind of acoustic sets before <clears throat> with like 
Lynn's singing and like I'll do some key stuff or Lynn's will do some key stuff. Um, so we were saying, you know, well, we could do that or we could potentially get drums on track. And we were talking about what songs do we have the drum parts to and saying, like, would that be weird? Because, you know, we talked about the acoustic thing and we said, well, well, Catatonia fans might not necessarily like that. And then we realized my keyboard was in Matt's car anyway. And that has all my patches on that I've got for this. And, <laughs> oh, it was so stressful. We were like, "This, how are we going to? But we thought we, we'd have to over it. Because like it was great of them to offer us the dates. Let's just let's just say we'll get over and we'll work that that part out in the, the story. Is making me anxious. <laughs> you could have just, <laughs> just, just went out went out and did like forty five minutes of stand up comedy or something. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, you could argue that our set really was that. <laughs> <laughs> we we managed to get it sorted luke our photographer is an absolute king and he ended up driving in his car so they had to drive like two and a half hours back and get his car to then drive two and a half hours back to wales yeah so they got to the hotel like very very early morning like before sunrise sort of thing went to sleep got up we got the ferry and the shows were wicked the show it was the most fun weekend and Katatoni were amazing so I mean Matt was so frazzled by the time he got to where we were all staying he said oh I'll make everyone breakfast we were like why are you doing that you've just had the most insane and he ended up putting a load of cinnamon on fried eggs what's going on brother (laughs) (laughs) the first half hour that Paige Luke and Matt arrived in Ireland like I just I was like wafting my hand through them to make sure they weren't a vision I was like there's no way you're actually here And and also we had such polar opposite journeys. Like on the ferry that that, that we went on, you know, we said right, we're going to get this ferry, and we were really stressed and stuff. But then, you know, we got let into the the plus lounge when we shouldn't have done. So just we were Rory was drinking wine and had olives. Oh, I, I I had this I had this image and I was sat at the table. Linz was eating a piece of cake. Rory was eating some olives and he had a glass of red wine. And I knew at that moment, Matt was at a petrol station in North Wales and Luke <laughs> was driving back to Manchester to get Luke's car. And I was like, we are having such a, we were like, we cannot tell them we're having this really yeah. nice experience because <laughs> it might kill them. <laughs> oh yeah. man. But, but I mean, that tour, that tour was amazing. Like, you know, like, we all like, we all fell in love with Ireland. The audiences like, like received us so well. And, and, you know, again, like, you know, we, we turned up and because we'd just done the Diamond Dyes cover, we wore what we wore in the, in the music video and the, with the promo pictures, which was quite sort of light and, you know, almost like spiritual, angelic kind of look. And and in Catatonia, you know, 90% of the audience are, are wearing all black, you know? So like, <laughs> a few people saw us and were like, oh, who are these guys? But, you know, the feedback we got after the shows was just like amazing. People were just so nice and and it's such a great community, like the whole metal community and like and 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 it is it is something about when you go through that stress before a show, those shows are just amazing. Like that Dublin show with Catatonia was was just so much fun and like such yeah. a great you yeah, just already exhausted that. all of your stress yeah. and anxiety. Well, and yeah. well, now we're well, here, we're over no, here. Exactly, that's exactly it. <laughs> exactly. It funny. Yeah. Whatever happened next at that point, we said, like, oh, it'll just be funny. We've, we've gone through, <laughs> we've gone through more stress 
than the festival in 2018. So whatever happens from it is, it's fine. And, and we said that at the time. So. <laughs> and it was so much fun. It was just great. So, With- so yeah, so a happy ending to that story, at least. <laughs> so now you just, you know, just got to plan disasters before all your shows. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've loosened the wing nuts on my wheel tomorrow. For- <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> See how we do. <laughs> someone, someone, will, someone will tell you that listens to Between the Bear to Me or something. And then yeah. Like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard of the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> that'll be the next uh next tour is uh Meshuggah headline with exploring bird song is yeah exactly yeah. But, but then go, man. Song, I think. <laughs> yeah that's man. girl yeah, so correct. so outside your headlining tour or headlining show um are there any other tours or shows in the works that you guys have planned or anything like that or is that sort we, of all that's all yeah. that's booked currently yeah so we we've got um there are things there are things in the works and there are things that have been tried to have been planned but it's not worked out for different touring schedules and and stuff um but that there will there will be more there will be more shows we're working on a couple of things um for later in the year but mm-hmm. uh yeah like london is the one that's announced uh there will be more stuff that is announced uh, but we're not totally sure on how things are going to work out at the moment. Um, but yeah, like there there, ha- there have been things that that just haven't worked out that that would be I know that would be wicked. It's just different schedules and stuff. That... Yeah. <laughs> so, but... is there uh, you know most of, a lot of our listeners are in the US, uh, North America? Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that we see you guys over here at some point? If we get booked for like Prog Power or something. Or That's like where it would be, yeah. then, then get us over. It's just, it's just expensive, man. It's oh, just, I mean, we, we would love to, and we 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 have a lot of fans from it. the US and and you know the whole of North America who are just like, you know, please come over and like we really really appreciate and anyone like listening to us. It's just like so nice and people from all over the world. It's just amazing and pretty mind boggling. So yeah, it's you know we definitely do want to make it over there at at, at some point, and obviously it would be great to be able to say that we are doing but i mean the the confirmed thing that we can do is that we are working on new music you know we will be having stuff coming out you know we've we've mentioned a fair bit about that already and it's nice that we're in this period where it's like there's a lot of creative stuff able to go on but yeah there should be shows alongside that as well pester some us prog festivals to pay for our flights and then we'll oh, be there i wish we had more of them to be honest like Prog yeah. power mm. seems to be an anomaly where you guys like europe mm. and the uk seem to have just a boatload of them with i know crazy i'm so jealous lineups. of all the like we get a, we get a lot of like metal festivals but it's a lot of your just sort of like you know dad yeah. rock meets metal yeah. kind of bands mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like you know you'll look at a whole lineup of like 60 bands and be like there's like four i'd want to see on that list mm. where, yeah. where i then see like, are, like radar arc tangent and, arc tangent and like all that shit over like... there and you look at those lineups and you're like why does this not exist here at all yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's crazy yeah we are jealous every so time jealous. i see like the the flyers for those tours i'm always like talk like talk to my wife and be like so uh, are we moving to the uk or there's just so much good music over there and there's just yeah. tours all the time and like these awesome festivals. And it's like, it's not, doesn't happen quite as often here. And when it does, it's like 
rarely festivals it's like a kind of a u.s you get like tour a cool kind of. show yeah like you'll get yeah. like a cool lineup like the mm-hmm. year that like between the buried to me and leprous and uh deer hunter toured together or whatever like that yeah. Was sick. Yeah. um yeah. you know so we get some cool tours but other than that you know I mean, even, even prog power isn't usually that stacked of a lineup like that's why you got to beg for us to get out. Our, our yeah. We're, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start that. Uh, that process yeah, as soon as, as soon as we hang up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you could, pay for our flights, we'll go, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy kick that like that probably won't stop. We probably will never stop getting a kick out of the fact that you know a lot of a lot of our music comes from living in a shared house and writing what we what we admittedly to each other say like oh this is stupid man like this is so dumb (laughs) (laughs) there are people you know good folks like yourselves in the u.s that want to hear you know like we're we're it's it's amazing i mean like it's just wild wild thought like we're having we're recording ideas that we think like well this would be funny if we did this (laughs) <laughs> I remember getting. I remember getting the first draft artwork. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at someone. Whereabouts in America are you? Uh, we're in Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh area. Yeah, Pittsburgh, right. So you're in Pittsburgh, and you just got like a big square version of that artwork behind you. That is wild. Yeah, wild. <laughs> Crazy to us. <laughs> and in the same vein like it's you know speaking from our podcast perspective too like it's equally as crazy that like we're actually sitting down and talking with you guys you know over in the UK and it's like we started this sort of just as like a passion project of uh you know Matt and I don't have like a whole lot of friends who listen to the same music as us so it's mm. like well let's just jump on a podcast and bullshit to each other and then like maybe other people will listen and contribute and whatever and like we never really in- imagined that you know, we'd be interviewing people like you or like Jim Gray mm. from Caligula's Horse or mm. Crypto Deer or Aviations or, you know, all these all these bands that like we listen to pretty right. regularly. And it's like now we actually yeah. get to sit down and, you know, talk to you guys and, you know, sort of even create like quasi friendship type thing, like with yeah, similarities yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Like it's oh, just friends. It's, we're friends. Oh, man. Come on. We're friends. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but you don't it's just, it. it's just cool because like, yeah, it's just cool that, uh, you know, this has led to kind of where we're at now. So I, c- yeah. I couldn't imagine writing a song and having it sort of span the, mm-hmm. the globe either. So, um, like that's the beauty of the music yeah. industry. Like the, the community is just like amazing. Like especially like, metal and prog, and like it just seems oh. like those communities are just very like so supportive. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's such a privilege. It's really, really nice. And speaking of music and the music industry, and we kind of we kind of gave you a warning at the beginning, but we're gonna throw this out here now. And I hope you know. Hopefully, you were thinking about this the entire episode and have a great you know answer. I'm getting my phone out just to double check I'm right. On a couple of <laughs> so, so we've been asking bands that we've been interviewing, especially sort of the last few that we've done, uh, what their album of the year last year was for 2023. We're in February now, so if you don't necessarily have an album of the year of 2023 and would rather just talk about sort of what you've been listening to so far in 2024, that's fine too. We like to discover new music on this podcast. So uh, yeah, whatever, either album of the year 2023 or what you've been listening to the most or both, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say. I'm going to cop out straight away um, because I really want to talk about nightlife Yes. Oh, yes. 
Amazing. Ooh, Amazing. Love Nightlife. So Anyone good. Listening, if you're like, I don't know what that is, I'm here to say, that's okay. Get to know, please. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I don't know. Listen, they, they describe, I believe they still describe themselves as like soul punk. And as soon yes. as you read it, you're like, oh my, yeah. You're right. So, <laughs> so there's there's a section at the end of the song, "The Summoning" by Sleep Token, that gets mm. real groovy, yeah. and Matt and I listened to that song and listened to that section. Like it's this funk groove breakdown type thing that we couldn't find, like sort of a replica for anywhere. Um, and so we went down a rabbit hole, uh, as one does, and <laughs> and stumbled upon "New Low" by Nightlife. And that song grooves so hard. I mean, like a lot of people, I I don't know. I don't know how else you would draw the parallel to nightlife. Like, I don't, I don't think I would have discovered them if it wasn't for that. Mm. Um, I'm so glad that I did. And I'm glad that you brought them up because they're incredible. Uh, They just opened up for issues too on their last uh, sort of hurrah there, their last few shows before they disbanded. And that would have been a cool. uh, Yeah. Some, some of the live videos that I saw from that was, were, were pretty awesome. Yeah, they had, um, they had a, a like a horn section as well, didn't they? On a couple of shows, like, they, they talked... did. Yeah, from from what so I remember cool. seeing. Yeah, it's just yeah, their their music is incredible. It's it's sort of again drawing that parallel between like pop music and and frog ish. I mean, they they're no. they're very much like punk, like punk funk. I don't know. How else to... <laughs> like, <laughs> funk funk. Yeah. Funk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. We we were. I mean very much kind of a in a silly way but while we were setting up for our rehearsal earlier we're you know we touched on listening to NSYNC we were listening to the Backstreet Boys and it's yeah. like man you listen to face to face and it's like you're Great getting song. Backstreet Boys vibe like yeah. I was so they, for they do have kind of like a it. like a boy band vibe at times yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're just like digging in with that you know like they're like yeah we can go for that and they just they just they just go for it. Oh, they're amazing! Like we, yeah. they're amazing. So like, seriously, if you're yeah. listening and you're, uh, well, I hope you're not on the fence now because we are really going in hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if you are, go for it, please. I beg. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I was gonna say they they actually follow our page, and uh, so if, yeah. if if you're looking for them, you can find them there. But also, I'm I'm hopeful to maybe even get them on here at, at some point, just because I they're just their approach to music seems so unique as well. You know, yeah. not unlike yourselves and. I, I would love to sort of just pick their brains will, at sort of uh, <laughs> what they're doing because it's it seems very unique but like so strange. Many. I was gonna say and strange that you can you know like they're they toured with issues like they toured with yeah. they they toured with they had a show with Oceano and I forget who else like it's just interesting to see sort of the bands they get lumped in with. Yeah. Um. That's so fucking good, man. That's oh, they're so, so good. fucking good. <laughs> That's so fucking good. That, really that, good. That, their entire back catalogue is just a bunch of songs that I wish I'd written. It's all killer. <laughs> Absolutely. All the killer. whole... Oh, my fucking God. Unbelievable. Oh, nightlife. Nightlife. That's my answer. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Johnny, you can go next. You are both both held captive and put on the spot. So yeah, I know. This is what they like, bring me out to answer questions when I don't want it. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, I mean, like, there's so much, like, amazing music out there at the moment that we're, like, loving. I mean, obviously, like, if it's if it's 2024, Charcoal Grace is, is straight in there. Like, the first time I listened to it, I was just like, man, this is just, like, Charcoal Grace as a track, as, a, you know, a four-piece, you know, a four-part piece, 
it's just like amazing like it's so good and like the the writing that that they're doing like shout out to all of the boys in Killigan's horse because they are just like smashing it like like and 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 again they're a band like we talked about this a little yesterday on that instagram live we did but like the first writing session we did away from uni was at my parents house in like 20 like what 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 was it like 17 18 i don't know graduated in 18 so it must have been 2018 yeah yeah um and will's song had just come out from in contact and great like, album great song oh man like, like that was and that was the first i'd heard of them. And, oh, like, yeah. and it was just like oh like they're just so good and now and now like you know, we talked to them. I, I it was joining our Instagram lives. That, that's where we're at. <laughs> I made it, man. I made and, and, it. And, and, and I, ta- I <laughs> talked to Jim earlier briefly, and he, and he told me to say hi to you guys. That's oh, nice. I, that we're on this because he recommended us. And yeah, he, he said, please say hi from, from him because they're in yeah. Texas at the moment, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I mean, like, like they're just, they're, they're just so good. So yeah, I mean, I mean, if it was 2024, I'd say that. 2023, um, I. There's, there were two albums that I listened to more than others, really. And like the one that I always say was the top was um, uh, a band called The Japanese House. Yes, um, I actually just started listening to them yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we we have uh, we had another band that we interviewed. Uh, they're they're called Empire Springs. They're fantastic. Uh, if you're like if you're a fan of like the Contortionist or like bands like that, um, yeah. honestly, Coed and Cambria. It's it's interesting. Uh, definitely oh. check them out. They're really good. Um, but uh, their singer actually posted like on his story on Instagram like a song by uh, Japanese, Japanese House, House. and um, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna go check it out. And again, like sort of in that same vein, like Phoebe Bridgers, Boy Genius, yes. like, oh, like yeah, yeah, big one. fan. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like the Japanese House. I remember I heard the first EP that she that she did like when I was in high school, like twenty. 14 something like that and it had like still and tunes like that on um and I was like oh I felt like I'd never heard music like it before and again it's that thing of like fusing genres like she talks about Beach Boys being an influence but it's produced by like co-produced with people from the 1975 and it's got vocoder stuff and almost in a bit of an Imogen Heap vibe and a bit of a kind of modern R&B kind of thing going with the rhythm section you know like um and yeah so the album in the end it always does I, I just loved from start to finish. I just think she's amazing. And like, she's got the song with Muna, who were another great band. And, and you know, you talk about Phoebe Bridges, like Phoebe Bridges as a producer, let alone as a musician, is amazing. Like her stuff produced like on her own albums, plus some of the things she's produced for other artists, I think is so like visionary and just like amazing. So yeah, I'd say that. And then, and then the other album from last year is um, Salt by Half Moon Run. Um, I'd like again half me run a band I knew at high school and um they work as a as a three piece and like their drummer like uh plays keys with his left hand and does like bass lines and stuff and there's like just the songwriting and like the, the guy's voice and um like the harmonies that they do and, and like really in ish, interesting instrumental writing but it, with a really cool melodic part. It's amazing. It's great. So both of those albums are just incredible. Yeah, really good. Nice. Love it. Matt? Uh, uh, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone for long enough. (laughs) You're not getting out of this. Come on. (laughs) All right. Okay. So if we're talking my favorite album that came out last year, uh, it is uh, The Dark by the band Camino. 
that's my favourite album that came out last year. It's pop with some distorted guitars and some sexy songs. That's mm-hmm. it. That's that. It's wicked. It's just it's it's a pop album. It's class. Um, if we're talking stuff that I've listened to essentially like exclusively, um, there is a rapper from the UK called Getz who his 2021 album called Conflict of Interest is just phenomenal, top to bottom, amazing. Real. That just park it if you just if you like UK rap hip hop, listen to it. It's fucking phenomenal. However, the number one like sitting on the throne is uh, an album called Hypochondriac by a dude called Breakance, which was released in 2022. And it is the first time in a long, long time where I've listened to an album. And when I've listened to it, I've known that it has changed my life. Oh, damn. I've listened to it and gone, I I would go as as far as to say it is my favourite album ever. And I heard it for the first time in like November. Oh, wow. So just very quickly jumped to the... the I can't, I can't, like, since I heard, or since I listened to Destria for the third time through or whatever, and I properly like got it, I've not had an album hit me as hard as Hypochondriac. It is just, it's, <laughs> it's amazing, man. Like the production on it. So it's, it's, it's like Midwest emo glitch pop. Like, Oh, that's cool. I can't, I can't explain it. It's chaos, but right. the first two tracks, you might need to just like, just, 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 just stick with it. Just stick with it. That's a thing, man. It's so it, worth make, it. it makes sense as a whole thing, but oh my god, man! Some of the lyricism, some of the, some of the little bits in there, and every time it's one of those. Every time you listen to it, you hear something different, and the production. I cannot imagine how long it took him to produce that. It's <laughs> ridiculous, and oh man, I I could I could whack lyrical about that album forever, but I, I've. The biggest compliment I can pay it is I've I knew when I listened to it for the first time round all the way through that it it is it has like changed my musical landscape. Yeah, That's awesome. the biggest compliment I can pay it. More, more homework, it more homework. Yeah. I love yeah. it. You, you might hate it. Like you might you might not be into it. But <laughs> it's, Sorry. Like it's it might it might be Marmite, but it, I just think it's amazing. Just some of the production bits, like even when I played it to Johnny for the first time, Johnny was just like, oh, fucking hell, did you just do that? Like one mm-hmm. of the lyrics is about holding his breath. Yeah, he's struggling and, to breathe or whatever, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and he's struggling to breathe. And between each of the, like the way he's edited the vocal is he's removed all the breaths from it. Yeah. It's, oh, cool. it's, it's, it's filled with Easter eggs. It's amazing. It's a great album. Like there's just themes and like uh, like the, the lyrical phrase of being a hypochondriac just appears throughout and repeating different lyrics but with a different melody on it and there's a lot of common thread between what people very often say that they like about music that maybe it's within more of our spit our yeah 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 it's very very good point connective tissue in that and this breakers record 
So I yeah. think there's a lot there for people it's like us to amazing. read. Amazing! It is amazing. That's awesome. I I look forward to checking it out. You you hyped it up quite a bit, so I'm I'm I, I already have it pulled up here. I'm like bugging yeah. to check this out. <laughs> and that's funny because that's the that's the first uh, track. Bugging, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that was that was not intentional. Um, <laughs> oh man, it's so fucking good. Hey, I'm not gonna speak anymore about it because I I will just carry oh. on and carry on. <laughs> but it's amazing. that's awesome that's that's definitely like one of my favorite parts of these interviews is like ending up with like four or five records to check out Mm -hmm. later um cool uh so i guess the last thing we want to basically do is just you know is there anything that you guys would like to sort of relay to our listeners you know anything i mean we've we've really touched on quite a bit you know the the tour or the show uh potential other shows and tours in the works uh new music you guys just dropped a single um potential more singles and a full-length album at some point in the works um you know is there anything else that you guys have to to sort of relay or talk about well we had we had a really fun time yesterday for the first time we've sort of um smatterings of this have been put through what we've been talking about but for the first time ever i don't know why it's taken us so long to do it um we jumped on we're not together very often or definitely not as much as what we would like to be we all live in different areas of the country um so when we do get together we're writing or we're we're doing birdsong stuff but yesterday we did an instagram live and it was silly and fun um but what we did over there was we were previewing um previously unheard bits of music um so i think probably the safest option to go with in terms of what are we going to be doing next is if you want to join us over there from time to time at exploring birdsong we're gonna we're gonna tease the new beats (laughs) um, it's silly it's silly and fun and if you found anything that we've had to say today remotely funny or anything i don't know why you would um but if you did (laughs) if you did then we're over there and uh when we are going to be right writing the record there is you know at least a chance however slim that uh we'll be feeling generous and we might share a little bit of it over there from time to time i might be playing it in london tomorrow so but obviously this one comes out it'll already have happened so if you weren't there then (laughs) so to be you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no uh it's it's yeah just just a big thanks to you yeah. guys for asking us to come and chat and like with the with the show tomorrow as we're recording anyway there are people flying in there's a guy flying from kenya to watch us there's wow. a guy wow. yeah, yeah a guy flying from kenya there's a girl flying in from munich well now i feel lazy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm saying this to make you feel bad. Actually, <laughs> I was gonna say the more you say, the worse I feel. Uh, yeah. no. uh, for it, like people are going above, way above and beyond what we thought was gonna be. That's awesome. The case, you know, and yeah, it just thanks to to everyone for checking it out and checking the collapse out and dancing in the face of danger and. To you guys for having us and we'll i have a feeling that the next thing that we'll release will oh god uh yeah i don't know oh. i think i think we'll, we'll grab the attention of a few of a few folks maybe so 
Yeah, that's the thing for that's the Damn, thing. For I thought part. we were gonna get a real exclusive drop. Yeah, there, no, no, no. I, I, was, I was gonna say for that thing. So did I? He, he pulled that, back it. heavy at like, the end there. Damn. Yeah, I know. I I, I choked, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I you, just <laughs> you don't want to get punched punch. after. The... <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I wasn't thinking, bro. I was like. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Thank for real. Thank you for for having us. Of well. course, really, yeah, we, we, we appreciate. Yeah, it's great. We, we really appreciate great. you guys jumping on, uh, and especially given the fact that you were literally playing a show tomorrow and just left rehearsals and sat through traffic just to you know be with us. So I mean, we we greatly appreciate you guys taking the time. Not at all. Uh, oh, guys, not thank all. You. And uh, also, we'll uh, we're gonna link all your socials and all that stuff whenever we drop the episode. Make sure uh, anybody who's listening to this go give them a follow everywhere. Buy their uh, buy their just the texts t shirts. If you have one of those, we love it. Please, please just let us know. Send a picture of it. Please. Oh man. Oh, you you immediately get put into the VIP club if you have one. Yeah, exactly. you become a member of the band if you have one. <laughs> That's what it was. That's all it takes. If you're wearing that, you will be on stage. Yeah, man, uh, yeah. get on stage. Go on. <laughs> with whatever, practiced? whatever, whatever instruments are in are backstage, that is what you play now. And exactly. you know, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> if that's yeah, good that up the band. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, anyways uh yeah so we'll we'll link everything out um obviously as you guys drop new singles and all that stuff we'll we'll be sharing that stuff out as well um and yeah i mean thank you guys so much for jumping on again we really appreciate your time and uh yeah and, and everyone listening everyone listening go follow exploring bird song and uh until next time we'll catch you on the next one see ya thanks thank you